Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of MMO Hunters. Today I respond to some comments and criticisms about my Guild Wars 2 guild comments and I have a discussion about that. Also discuss ESO, my Templar, what I'm doing with my guild in ESO, and then finally I give a little mini review of Outriders. So sit back, relax, enjoy the show. And we're back for another episode. Uh, yeah, so I, as I mentioned before, I wanted to record some more uh, episodes, and here we are. And um, I got some feedback from what we discussed, or at least what I discussed last week about the guild issues that I've been having. And, you know, to, to some of the uh, comments that, yes, it did seem that I didn't really give the guild, at least, that I was playing around with in Guild Wars 2, enough chances. And you're probably right. Um, when I think back on it, I, I probably didn't really give them. And I think that step stems from just, I know where this is going. You know, we've all been in situations where you just have this feeling it's not going to end well. And it's just time to get out, you know, before bad things happen. I think that's what happened. And uh, the one thing I didn't mention was I broke the cardinal rule in guilds. And I, I know better not to do it. And I'll tell you what it is in a second. But um, so the guild likes to think of itself as a family. You know, they want to help you. They want to make sure you're doing all right in the game. You know, things like that. Like, if there's any issues, let us know. And stupid me fell for it. And so what happened was I was questing. And so the way Guild Wars 2 works is you have your personal story which is the, 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 we'll call it the base game, because there's two expansions. And that personal story runs up to level 80. So about every 10 or so levels, you get another quest, and you do those. And once you're done with that, they have what's called Living Seasons. And those are sort of like small DLC packs. And they're actually free if you're playing when they are released. So they have the main story, Living Season 1, which is gone. You can watch like a video, I think. I didn't do that. I wish I did for the storyline because when I started Living Season 2, which I'll talk about in a second, these new characters popped up. I'm like, who are these people? But confused on here. But anyways, there's Living Seasons, which are the sort of the free DLCs if you're playing the game when they're released. And then there's the main DLCs. I think there's there's a... I actually don't know what they're called. I never even, I never even played them. I only played them enough to unlock the mounts. But anyways, so if you weren't around, like I wasn't around for Living Seasons, I think 2 and 3, maybe not even for 4. I definitely have Living Season 5 because I was playing. It's I think it's out now. But anyways, you could buy them. And there's no, you know, real reason to not to buy them. But you do get some things. Obviously, you get more story if you're interested into that. And also, you, you get more zones to do farming and do boss stuff and get materials and things so it is sort of useful and so i, I thought since i was i was enjoying the game although questing i don't really like how questing works in the game at least the mechanics of the quests i don't really like but so i decided i was going to you know play the game in order because it, it doesn't matter in terms of getting gear what quests you do because you can you can get better gear doing other things that aren't tied to story because the the level cap is 80 and none of the expansions expand on that the expansions add other things like mounts and things like that which i've unlocked three of the six i think and there's some hand gliding or something which i never unlocked so 
I was doing some questing, and I was actually having difficulty questing. And I understand when, when you hear about questing, you, everybody's like, oh, it's easy, it's easy, questing's easy. And, and honestly, for the most part, it is. But actually, I was having trouble with one of the, the final quests in Living Season 2. And I was having issues with it. I, I couldn't finish it. I didn't really give it too many tries. I think I tried it like two or three times. So it's not like I was banging my head against the wall over and over again. I was just getting a little frustrated. And so the way the quest works is you're sort of, you're killing a dragon, I think. It, it doesn't matter. You're killing a, a boss. And you're stuck in a small little room. And in the room, there are vines that you need to burn. And in order to burn the vines, your companions, your NPC companions, are outside of the room. And they're shooting fire that you have to pick up. And when you pick them up, you run to the vines and you burn it. Uh, once you pick up the flame, you have like 30 seconds or it extinguishes it. And you have to burn it. And once you get past like the first round of burning it, Obviously, they ramp up the difficulty a little bit more. And so the the part where I stopped was you had to burn, I think, four. It was a minimum of four things at the same time. So as you're running around burning, of course, there's AoEs and stuff that are going off. You have to dodge and things like that. And, of course, every single time I picked up the flame, ran over to the fire, there's an AoE that spawns right under me. And so it's sort of the two choices that I had were to dodge roll out of it, and by the time that happened, the timer went out, so I'd have to try again, wait for the NPC to shoot over, grab it, do it. Or pray that the time it takes to burn, because there's like a, a cast bar, is shorter than the AoE cast bar. And so it was hit or miss on that one. In addition to this, they saw, uh, ads are spawned. They're very easy to kill the ads, and they will extinguish the flame. So you have to have four burning at the same time. And I just, it just wasn't happening for me. I was really having a hard time at it. And I complained on Discord in the appropriate channel, the spot that's set up on Discord for what I did. So I wasn't violating any of the rules. And there was a nice person there and we talked a little bit about it. And, you know, I was just really frustrating and venting. Um, they, they offered to help and I said, I don't think you could help me because I don't think, I was like, I don't think you could help me. I mean, obviously if you can, that'd be great. Uh, but it never got to that point because a few other people chimed in and basically said, oh, that's easy. It's only hard if you're trying the achievements. I don't know what your problem is. And that's when I knew I done messed up because you know how, I don't know if you know that, but that ruins everything. Since I had this trouble with the quest, I'm useless at the game. And that happened before the dungeon run on Tuesday. So I think that probably happened on it happened before, so it could have been, it probably wasn't Monday. It was probably a few days earlier, because I think what happened was, it, we'll just say it was Friday. It was either Thursday or Friday, and I took a couple days off because I just, you know, wanted to do something else. So I was playing another game or something like that. And so that's on Discord, and so a lot of people saw it. And that is probably why when the dungeon run came in, I wasn't invited for that. So that's sort of the lead up to why I know it. It's not working on this guild, and I I made the I broke the cardinal rule, and which I it, it's infuriating. Like you know, people do have trouble with certain things, and not have trouble with other things. And it's immaterial if you have trouble on something that I find easy, or vice versa. I don't see the problem. Is there's plenty of times where 
people have had trouble with things and they've said it and I've helped them and vice versa. I don't look at them as, oh, you're useless at the game. I look at that, oh, that sucks. You know, that, I could see why that would be a problem for someone to have that issue. It, it's never, when you think back about it, it always you always make it seem like it's easier. Like, oh, I did it, you know, so why can't you do it? And you never remember what it was like when you first started doing it. And that's sort of what happened. And I do have another amendment to that. So I haven't been doing any guild events with them. I've been logging in. I've been saying, I've been declining. So they do it on Discord. And so they have two little emojis that you can click on. One says, hey, I'm, I'm going to go and no. So it's not like I've been just ignoring them. I've always been clicking no. But I noticed at least uh, this week, especially this week, I want to say it was last week too, but especially this week, I, I mentioned that they do fractal runs, fractal runs, excuse me, on Fridays. And so they posted it a couple days ago, and they changed the wording. And so the wording now says, you have to have a agony resistance that would allow you to do tier two at a minimum. So they don't want anybody who is not at tier two, preferably tier three, to sign up because this content, as they put it, is not for you. <laughs> I just saw that, and I was like, yep. Yep, Okay. I made the right choice. I was right. And so I know it seems like I, I don't have enough information and I didn't give them enough, but I actually did. And I knew that where this was going. There was an influx of new people that have joined since I joined and, and even more have joined since. And there are at least a few people, the few individuals who could do things in the guild are sick of doing low-level stuff. They want to do high-level stuff. And so they've started to exclude. And to be honest, when whenever you have a guild, there are people who I'm not I'm gonna ignore the click. There are people who can do all content. There are people who need help but want to do all content. And then the bulk of the members don't care. They're happy just to play the game. They're happy to do events here and there. You know, they're happy to, you know, run around, which is cool. I mean that's good. I mean, you always want to have all sorts of people, but I sort of fall, unfortunately, in the category of I need a little help because I'm, I'm new to the game, so I don't know the mechanics as well, but also the game's old, and so I need help to get gear, and you just need help to get gear. Like, nobody soloed every single part of content to get the gear. They had other individuals helping them, but you know, they've already done it. So why do it again? And so I, I know the, the, comment ha the comments have been like, oh, I didn't give enough trance and stuff like that, or I'm bad. I, it just, I'm not. And I'm just sick and tired of the way these guilds operate. So I made the right choice. I actually I don't think I've played Guild Wars 2 since then. I think I've, I might have logged in once and eh. I don't know, I just don't have the the urge to play it anymore. I think they really killed it from me. And I, and I mentioned that I was starting back up on ESO and I was leveling a Templar. I've fully leveled it. I've been gathering gear. I, I actually have all the gear. Um, if you do play ESO, one of the, at least for stamina. Um, actually, they have weapons for uh, Magicka. They have this uh, arena, a Maelstrom Arena, in which has the best weapons. Well... They have a few others that have best weapons. It's changed a little bit, but 
at least for stamina, if you're playing a bow character, at least bow on the back bar, you need the Maelstrom bow. And I've been farming it, and I finally got it. So I was really excited about that. I got all my weapons pretty much the way it is. I'm missing one enchant, which <laughs> this is the rub with ESO. Uh, you have to research, and I was just bad at researching it. I never really took an interest to it until now. <laughs> and it's going to take another, like, three weeks. Three weeks of real lifetime <laughs> before I can put that enchant on my weapon. So that's okay, you know, not a big deal. So I parsed, you know, I was doing what the what the guild I'm in wanted me to. I tested my DPS. Um, it was the sloppiest parse ever. Like, I was all over the place with my skills. I And then, of course, ESO has server issues. And I was like, you could see in the video that I posted for them that I'm trying to fire my ultimate. You can just see that it's like blinking, meaning that it's like triggering, but it never goes off. So that really cut my DPS down, but... It doesn't matter. I, I got the right number. I, well, I got. They have a minimum, and I'm I'm a little bit above the minimum, so I was really happy about that. And I definitely, if you watch the video, you could see that mm, there's some good DPS. It's just I'm very, and I told them very sloppy, and I just couldn't get my alt off, and that probably cost me at least, we'll say at a minimum, four thousand DPS, just by not being able to fire my alt because I probably missed two or three cycles of it because I, you know, you have to bar swap fire the art balls bar swap again but if it just doesn't go off i can't stop my rotation to go back because then i just everything falls apart so it's okay um i got that in and of course i have to do a vet dungeon with them and that's the one thing i've not really done too many vet dungeons so i was talking to a friend of mine we're going to the vet dungeons because there's a list that you're you could do to count and i'm trying to find Obviously, I'm trying to find the easiest one, so I don't make a fool out of myself, but I'm trying to find the one that has the most mechanics that is under the control of the tank, so that I don't, as a DPS, or have to worry about the mechanics. It's the tank's responsibility, and so I think we found one. I think uh, uh, Mazatun, if you've played, is, is the one we're going to go with, because I've done I've actually done it once, and the biggest problem I have with Mazatun is, I think, the second boss. The first boss is just a... You just burn it down. The second boss um, doesn't really... It, the mechanics aren't hard. At one point, there's this ad that appears that's putting out this lightning AoE and damaging everybody, and you need to kill it, and you can't. Except for when the boss randomly targets one person, not the tank, so one of the three other uh, two DPSs or, or the healer, and you get, like, a mark on you, and you have to stand in front of the ad that's shooting on the lasers, uh, lightning, not lasers, and the boss will charge at you, and you dive, and he, the boss kills the, the ad. But for whatever reason, I'm just bad at that one mechanic, so that was, like, holding me off. Because I don't want to die. Because <laughs> if I die, they're going, oh, can't come with us anymore. So, but I spoke to my uh, my friend, and I think that's the one I'm going to suggest we do. And just let them know, hey, I've only, I mean, I know the mechanics a little bit, but I've, I've done this once. I can almost say I've done this once years ago. And it, it wouldn't be incorrect statement. It was a really long time ago that I did it. But uh, it, even if I survive that one, then I'm actually, you guess you would say qualified to be in their trials group. And then I could sign up and do stuff, which is, which would be cool. It would be the first time that I, uh, you know, been able to do it. And I'm pretty excited about it. I was really stoked last night when I got the, uh, I mean, I, I just did this last night when I got the, um, 
the parse number. And I could definitely see huge room for improvement on, on my parse. Uh, I'm not going to tell you the number. The number's too low. Y'all going to laugh at me, but it's fine for them. Um, so, And I've been trying to do more events with them. Uh, that's, they, they had a Sky Shard run with, if you haven't played ESO. So in order to unlock skills, so there's really three things that you get when you're playing the game or leveling. The first is an attribute point, and there's three things you can slot it into. You can slot it into health, increase your health. You can slot it into magicka to increase, obviously, your magicka. Or you can slot it into stamina to increase your stamina. And you get all 64 of those points as you level from 1 to 50. So occasionally you will get one point per level, and occasionally you'll get two to three. So that's the first one. Uh, the second one is champion points. So once you hit 50, then you go into the champion point system. And the champion point system used to be, well, they keep changing it. You know, it, before the latest last update, 810 was the max. Now it's like 3,600. But the, the cool thing about the champion points is that all your characters are synced to that champion point. So doesn't matter what character you're playing. If you get a champion point, it's for all your characters who are above 50. And so, I don't know, I'm like 890 or something like that. So, And then the third one is skill points. And you get skill points for questing. You get skill points for... Well, you get skill points for leveling. You get skill points for questing. So any of the dungeon quests will give you a skill point. The main storyline quest gives you skill points. In your personal storyline quest will give you skill points. And then in addition, you can go to Sky Shards. And each zone has, depending on the size of the zone, um, between 3 and like 16 or 18. And 3 of those equal 1 skill point. And so they do events at least once a week where they just do skill Sky Shard hunts in a random location. And they do world bosses. So I, I tagged along because I, you know, I need to you know, as some of you fairly point out, you know, make some effort. And so I did that, and I actually asked for assistance, too, and they helped me. They they turned me into a, a werewolf. I don't think they understood why I wanted to be a werewolf, and at first I didn't understand either when I was looking at the guide because it's like I can't turn into a, van, a werewolf because it requires too many things slotted, but there's a passive that gives you, I think, an extra 20% weapon damage, so I have those slotted. So I've been trying to do that, and it's pretty good. Update um, next week if, if I was successful in my Mazatune run. I should be. But they seem nice. I mean, honestly, I know it sounds crazy that this is what I want to do. I want to raid. I want to do all that. But if I could just get qualified and get that little badge on Discord, honestly, that's all I want. I want to be able to raid. I don't necessarily have to. I don't like you know, being told, oh, no, you can't raid. I, I, I want to be raid ready, and they'll actually take me if I sign up for it. And so I'm close to that, so that's pretty exciting. And the cool thing is I don't even have everything unlocked for my for the Templar class. I'm still missing um, some of the Undaunted passives. So when I pop synergies, so in, in this game you have synergies, and what that does is you can throw out abilities that other players can hit two buttons and it's either going to... It's going to do two things. One, it's going to either buff you or do damage. And two, it's going to replenish some of your health, magic, and stamina. And so you have these passives that you get through this undaunted skill line and things like that that increase the amount of resources you get back. 
and I don't have those unlocked. So when I pop synergies, I don't get much back. And so I just can see my DPS going. For me, through the roof. For for someone who's really good at the game, they'll they'll scoff at my DPS. So I'm really excited about that. I'm really having a good time playing the game. I, I even started to do the antiquity system, and that was introduced, I think, in Greymore. Yeah, definitely Greymore. And I thought it was stupid when I first saw it. When I saw some streamers doing it or some videos, I thought it was dumb. And it's not spectacular but you actually get more out of it than i thought like i just assumed you got some mythic items that they've nerfed into the ground and you only really use them for solo play which would be cool to have and there's a mount that's a pain to get supposedly but doing it you can get like housing items if you're into that you can get mo not motifs you can get uh things that can change your appearance and stuff like that and so i've been doing it and it's i think the problem that people have it's kind of basic so the way it works is there's a couple different qualities of leads that you can randomly get by farming in a zone. You can get by opening treasure chests in a zone, looting corpses in a zone and doing things. And so you have the easy, the green, and then blue is a little bit harder, purple, yellow. And I think there's an orange one above it. I'm not sure. I, I, I can only do the purple ones. I don't have the yellow and above unlocked. And so the way it works is it's two mini games. So the first is you get a lead. You have this little device that you basically pattern recognize. You have to you have to match patterns, and you have to connect lines. So anything that has the same shape is connected, and you just unlock all of them, and then it gives you a location on the map. You run to it, and then you start digging, and then you have another game where you sense where it is, and it tells you hot or cold. And then once you decide where it is, then you can start digging for it, and you have like a time limit. And it's it, the time only advances when you actually dig. So you could sit there. I, I would assume you could sit there for hours on end, but I don't know why you would want to do that. And then you dig it up and you get the item. And it's either going to be something you can sell or like a housing item, you know, things like that. And you, you could probably make decent money, but I think the money per minute would be, or money per hour, don't say per minute, that's crazy. The, the amount of gold per hour would be bad. For it. And so I've been slowly unlocking that. I got a bunch of housing items and stuff like that that I've been placing in some of the houses that I have. So, you know, it's been the one thing I like about it, and it's kind of annoying because my main DPS character, they don't have any of these things unlocked because my warden is my achievement. They have everything unlocked. They're my crafter. And so when I queue up for a dungeon, you know, it's about 15, 20 minutes, I can run around and look up antiqu antiquities. So that's pretty good. That's the one thing the game needed. It needed something to do while you're waiting in queue that's not just questing or farming mats. They needed at least one other thing. And so this was something nice to do. So I've been running around unlocking that. And there is a mount that you can get. Um, I need to get to yellow <laughs> to be able to do yellow. And I think I'm two levels off, so I really need to start burning that out. There's also fishing you can do, but I don't know. I don't know about fishing. It's kind of boring. And the other problem with fishing is your odds are increased to get certain fish if other people are fishing. So it kind of disincentivizes fishing alone, which, again, I just... You have to... I know it's an MMO, but there needs to be tasks that can be done solo. But, you know, the way they make some of these games, it's the way it is. 
So yeah, I, I've been I've been really enjoying ESO. I, I'm so much better at the combat now. Like I had I had such a hard time the last bit that I was playing before I took the break to play uh, Final Fantasy fourteen Guild Wars and stuff like that. I had trouble light weaving, and now on my Templar I'm I'm pretty good. And the reason I can tell that I'm I'm getting better is one of the sets I have. It's unfortunately it's the only set for a stamina character. Really, it's called Reliquent, and one of its bonuses is every time you do a light or heavy attack, uh, it adds a stack, a damage stack, and it goes up to 10. And then there's like a four-second countdown before it goes away. So I can look at the bar as I'm, you know, parsing or doing everything, and I can see that it's always at 10. And so I can tell that I was doing light attacks. Because on PC, you could, you know, you have add-ons and stuff, but... Since I play on Xbox, there's no add-on, so that's really the only way I can tell I'm doing my light attacks if my Reliquin stacks are up there. And they are, which is pretty good, because last time I just struggled for some reason. I don't know why. I just The animation canceling and stuff just wasn't clicking, and so far it's clicking much better than before. And that's, again, where the my DPS has increased. I mean, it's not great, but it's better. So I've been enjoying the game, as I said. Questing's always good in... in uh, yeah, so the stories, I mean, the thing with the story is it's voice acting. And so even if the story is subpar, it's cool to hear the story being spoken to as opposed to reading. Whereas, you know, Final Fantasy XIV and Guild Wars, it goes, it's probably about 30%, maybe a little less, is voice acted. And you're reading, and it's just not, eh, I don't know, I just lose interest when they're like, oh, this story... You know, set aside some time. It's going to take a while. And I don't want to read a novel. I, I could read a novel, but the story isn't good enough for me not to have it voice acted. So I do appreciate that on the story. Not to do that. So it's been good. ESO. And I'm, I'm actually sort of excited about it. I'm, you know. And the other game I, I've been playing, and this is why I'm recording this on a Friday not a Wednesday, is Outriders. I wanted to play a little bit of Outriders because it's on Xbox Game Pass. So as, as long as you have Xbox Game Pass, you can play the game. So I've been playing it because, you know, everybody said it was good. I, ne- I didn't touch the demo. I didn't want anything to do with the demo. And I started playing it. I haven't played much, to be honest. So my opinion that I'm giving you is going to be preliminary, very preliminary. Because I've only played a couple hours, and I haven't really advanced very far. So I haven't done any of the crafting or any of the mod stuff that you can apparently do with your weapons. So I can only tell you about the basics of the story that I can pick up on and the basic gameplay mechanic. And right now, it's a big meh. I could see why it's on Game Pass. The game's... Eh. I don't like the combat. It's... I was telling my friend yesterday when I was talking him, I was saying that it's my character feels oddly fast and slow at the same time. That sounds really weird, and you sort of I you just have to play it, I guess, to really understand the control. Like he feels lumbering my character that I made, but he's super fast at times. Like he feels like he's like sliding around. Like there's like weird momentum shifts in my character's movements, and I've tried two classes. And I've also tried a male and a female character because occasionally games, they have different movement depending on the size of the character. And they both are the same. So I played a 
Technomage and a Pyromancer would be the two. And so the problems I have with the combat is it's a mix between Gears of War, Destiny, and The Division. So it's like a, a mix between those three. So the biggest problem that I have is the cover system. It's there. You could do it. It's pretty. It's very similar to Gears of War, where you know I think you hold A and you can run to cover to cover and things like that, and you can jump over it. But the problem is, it there's so many enemies that you can't stay in cover and shoot around like you can in Division. Is the first thing because you'll get blown out of the air with grenades or they'll sur- surround you and you won't be able to do anything. The second issue is the healing aspect. So all three there's four classes all four of the classes heal differently there's no heal packs or anything like that so the tech the techno mage heals you per damage you do so if i do i think four damage to an enemy i get that back that's how that character heals the pyromancer you mark targets and if the marked target dies you get the health back the other two classes which i haven't played i read a little bit about them are the devastator which is the tank and I think you get health back if you kill someone near you. And then there's the trickster, which I don't think heals. I think they get a shield. But again, you have to be near an enemy that's dying. So if you have like a sniper rifle, I think, and you're a trickster and you shoot from range, you're not getting health back. Uh, Pyromancer, you're not getting health back either unless you mark the target. Technomage, you get health back because you did damage. So... Being undercover is not helpful. You have to run around constantly shooting people. And it's like a horde mode, and you can get overwhelmed pretty quickly. And this is where I think is the, the game fails. But if you're playing with other people, it would change, I think, your opinion. Now, I tried to play, do matchmaking um, this morning, but I got disconnected like three times. So I couldn't, I couldn't try it. But I could just tell that this game obviously is not made for solo play. It is made for groups. And I would imagine I would be having a much better time if I was playing with, even if it was just random, you know, as long as that person's not like a toxic wasteland. But the reason I would rather try it at solo is because most things are better with people. Most terrible games... Are better with people. I bring up Anthem again. I know I brought it up last week when I was talking about playing with groups. Anthem sucks. It's terrible by yourself. But when you have a group of like four people running around, it's fun. You know? And so it sort of muddies the water in the review. So I would definitely, if I was rating this at a 10 right now and again, it is so preliminary in my playthrough that this is a grain of salt. But my enjoyment level is like a 4. If I was playing with friends, probably a seven or an eight, just because it would be more enjoyable, you know. And the stories, whatever, you know, they they try hard with these stories, and I guess the story is interesting from what I've played, you know. And it, it's cool that they have some of the side quests to actually give exposition and things like that. So they put work into it, which I do appreciate, because I know some of the I know it's not a live service game, but it's basically made like a live service looter shooter. The effort level and initial releases practically nothing you know look at marvel avengers look at anthem the the effort level here is so much better 
and I hope they add to it. You know, I think it could be a good game if you have people to play with. If you have a solid group, it could be fun. Replaying some of these missions to get better gear, to increase the world level like you see in Division. It could be fun. I I want to say that the missions aren't as bad as the Division because the Division, everything's bullet spongy. Although some of the bosses are a little bullet spongy that I've run into. So, oh, and the other thing is... They have this tutorial about how in, how to interrupt, and so they, they you get to your first part that's a boss, and it's like it stops the game entirely and it brings up the screen, which makes me believe they put this in after the fact. And it's like, oh yeah, by the way, when you see this icon, that means this champion or whatever is charging up their special attack. Interrupt it, you know. And it's like, well, how? It's like use your interrupt skill. And I was like, what is my interrupt skill? Like, it's weird that it didn't tell me in that screen what my interrupt skill is. I had to go into the skill, so I had to get out of that screen, open another screen, and the loading times in this game on the Xbox is terrible. I have the Xbox One X. I don't have the series stuff. I don't have PlayStation 4 or 5, and the loading times are not very good. So I had to load into that stoppage to tell me, I here's how you interrupt. But without telling me, had to load back out. <laughs> then I had to load another screen and then another screen to figure out what ability is the interrupt. And it barely works. Like, my Technomancer has like a, uh, a grenade. And so there's like a wind up to it. So I, I tried to do it immediately. I don't know if I interrupted I think I interrupted it. I don't know. But the boss did it again. And I was like, well, I can't interrupt it now because my interrupt skill is on cooldown. So it didn't sync up to when it was it should you know if it takes 15 seconds for the interrupt skill to come up then the boss should only do their ability every 15 seconds that is supposed to be interruptible and this brings it to this game is not meant to place be played solo because if you had two people you can interrupt them all if you had three i I don't know how what the max per for grouping is and so that's another reason it was like "Mm, it's definitely not for solo which is fine i'll I'll give uh, it some more time to uh, play some uh, matchmaking with uh, randoms. A um, friend of mine that I always play these games with, I don't think they're going to buy this game. They like it, but they don't want to be suckered into an Anthem experience, and I don't blame them. Um, so I'm super glad this is on Xbox Game Pass, because, you know, what? I would have been, I would have bought it, and I would have been like, oh, this sucks. So I'm glad I was able to experience it, and so now I can give it some more time. And see how it is. So far, I'm not. I'm not super impressed by it. It's whatever. I do appreciate that it's cross-plat, so I can play with other individuals on other platforms, which is good. I think most games should be that way, going to be, for obvious reasons. So I've been playing that game, as I said, not eh on the game. I wouldn't run out and buy it unless you have like a core group. If you have like a group of friends who, and that's all you want to do pick it up if you are going in it without any friends who play this game and you're just going to do random matchmaking eh, i would say no and you definitely if you don't have any friends who play this game don't buy it but if you have xbox game Pass, just play it who cares and if you don't like it great it didn't really cost you that much money because you're already paying for it so that's what's been going on with the games that i've been playing so we'll see how the uh 
the guild goes in terms of the ESO. And I'll see how Outriders goes with uh, matchmaking. I'm pretty sure I'll come back and be like, yep, I was right. Matchmaking makes the game much more fun. The quests are more enjoyable. You know, you're not worrying about hunkering in a corner or running around with a chicken with its head cut off. You can actually, you know, do things and be much more entertaining. Um, and then I should have more information on the story. But, yeah, definitely the crafting and the skill trees. Because I, I, I've only unlocked one level on the skill tree, so I haven't been able to really test it. So I really haven't been playing that much. I've been focusing more of my time on at least the past day. I know it just came out yesterday. Well, okay. It, it came out April 1st, so I haven't been playing much. But I'll be able to tell you. And I'm recording this on April 2nd, so it's not like it's been out for a while. So I, I can give you an update on that. Um, I'll try it this weekend, and we'll see if it's any better. Um, the other game that I have that I should open up and play is Monster Hunter Rise. So I might give that a whirl and see how that is. But I'm pretty sure my response is going to be what I think it would be with this game. Definitely if you like Monster Hunter games, especially Monster Hunter World, you're going to like this. Uh, solo is going to suck, unless unless that's your thing. You like to grind out those monster fights. Playing with friends is the best way to do it, and then a close fourth, third or fourth, will be the randoms. You know, you do the SOS flares. But I, I should boot it up. I'll boot it up, and uh, I'll give it a whirl, and I'll let you know how I feel, because I'm not a huge Monster Hunter fan. I played World. Um, I played by myself. Not a good experience. And then I played with a, a group of individuals, and it was good, you know. But again, most activities are better in groups. So the group aspect kind of covers up any of the flaws of the, of the game or the activity. But definitely Monster Hunter is made for groups. And I know you can look on YouTube. I definitely know you can see that. They have speed runs and all this stuff. That's not my thing. I don't strive to be top tier on any of it. It's just it's just not something I'm interested in. So I know there's, you know, I really like a challenge. I'm like, okay, it's fine if you say you like a challenge. But that doesn't mean the person who doesn't like a challenge is somehow inferior. But yeah, I think that's about it. That That's the goings-ons. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'll let you know on everything else. Uh, it was good talking to you. Keep the comments coming in. I appreciated the comments about the Guild Wars stuff. Hope I answered those questions for you about it. I did give it a go, but the reason that the uh, effort level seemed low is I saw the writing on the wall. And I've, I've been right. I don't want to be right. <laughs> At least when it comes to this. I, I want to be wrong about the guilds. But um, so far, I've been enough of them to know when it's time to leave and when it's time to stay. And the one that I'm in in the Xbox so far, or at least um, ESO, excuse me, that's a good one. They seem to be good. Time will tell. All right. Well, I think that's it for this week's episode of MMO Hunters. Hope you enjoyed it. If you did, you know, a nice review would be nice. If you didn't like it, you just stop listening to it. It's okay. You don't need to leave a, a review. Just don't listen. All right. Take care, everybody. Have a good rest of the week. I'll see you next time on MMO Hunters.